mind if we listen to some music? Let's go! Are you ready? Here we go. So when I had the idea to begin this podcast, uh, Rafranz was one of the people that I had in mind because of her, what I thought was kind of an odd interest in this Korean boy band. Um, and Rafranz being a similar age as me, uh, it doesn't seem like somebody who would be really into this. And I didn't know anything about this band, but I watched her a couple of years ago began tweeting about this band, and she was pretty early on. I don't think the band was nearly as popular when she started along the way as they are now, for sure. Um, and it's just been interesting to watch that journey and to see how much joy she gets from uh, her her interest and, and uh, involvement with uh, the boy band BTS. And so um, I was certainly somebody I wanted to make sure I had a chance to talk to about, and I'm, I'm glad I did, and I learned a lot, and uh, I hope you will too. And so enjoy my conversation with Rafranz Davis and her, I'll call it an obsession with BTS. Uh, how's... <laughs> well, don't be too impressed. That's why you're here, is because I my my knowledge is zero, and you are my you are my conduit to the world. Anyways, let's let's let let's get started. Um, let, so I am so excited about today's recording, and I must say, uh, Rafranz, that you are a fair bit of the inspiration behind this whole concept. But before I share that, let me allow you just to let's let's allow you to introduce yourself as uh, the way you would perhaps in a professional setting. Tell me who you are, where you are, what you do, all that business. Hello, I'm Rafranz Davis, and I am a actually former public school administrator in technology. Now what I do is mostly um, educational technology computer science consulting. Um, I don't necessarily work directly with schools. I contract directly with companies um, to help to streamline how they create their products for schools. So, um, I don't know. That, yeah. yeah. What so else that, do we need to know about the problem? Capital. Um, that doesn't mean that I'm completely away from education. Honestly, if the pandemic not happened, I probably would have just translated back into another school system. But um, it, that just presented a whole new set of issues for me in terms of, of how we were doing face-to-face -face instruction. And then I got sick with COVID for a while. Um, and then I had a foot surgery, just all kinds of crazy things kind of transpired. But I'm still here and um, still kind of working towards um, the things that I care about, which are creating these different types of opportunities, equitable opportunities for students, but doing it in the best and the right way, which is what we traditionally have not seen. Well, and and we so need your, your voice and your expertise and the fact that you have such a strong link to technology, which sometimes is a little bit of the missing piece. Because again, I think about that back in my um, 
And by the way, just so you know, we're we're gonna get to the thing we're gonna get to in just a moment. But but this is this is just this is um you know, I thought about like early on when I was part of school system, we started about talking about assessment. And assessment was never had technology included. And that's what I brought into is I was a little bit late to the assessment game, but I could help understand the technology. And I think when it comes to equity, I think technology is like, oh yeah, then there's like, no, 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 like these two things are have to kind of work together. And I think that's, that's one, one of the things I see you bringing to, um, to education that, that not a lot of people have that same level of uh, expertise and insight that you bring with both of those issues. No, it's not only that, it's also understanding that typically in schools when students are engaging in more creative activities or the extracurriculars of computer science or coding or whatever we're calling it these days, um, it typically is happening in, in smaller subgroups in schools, like smaller classes, honors classes, um, STEM classes, and it doesn't happen within a wider mass. And so I really am passionate about only accepting and focusing on projects that are meant for everyone. Um, right. And then also talking about how we can talk to schools about opening up those avenues for everyone, because even the school I left, it, everyone didn't get to do it. It was done with one grade level or a special group and occasion with a teacher here and there. It wasn't every student. And that was always frustrating, but there were so many barriers and barriers that we typically don't get to talk about because we don't like to admit those barriers, but they're there. And if we don't talk about them, they're still going to be there. And of course, only heightened even more so by the pandemic. Exactly. No, I appreciate that. And, and we look for, I look forward to sort of diving more into that with you uh, in other ways. But as I said, that's not why we're here. So uh, as I mentioned to you before, you are uh, a part of the inspiration for this podcast in general. And so as I, as I think about all of the wonderful people that I've got to meet over the years, and of course, as educators, that's usually what brings us together in the first place and we get to know each other. Um, let's actually, let's start with that question. I'm going to, I'm going to put that one to you. How do, how do we know each other, Rafrans? Like, how are we connected in your, and, and maybe it's different from what I would think, but I'm asking you, how, how are we connected? I will never forget it. It was um, Scott Roy, TCEA in Texas. I was sitting in the digital collaboration area and he introduced me to you and Steve Dimbo. Um, and then somehow I ended up on an airplane at Discovery Ed going to work on Math Tech Book and we've been connected ever since. That's true. I remember that. And I, I mean, I had known of you prior to that. So it was, it was uh, wonderful to be able to connect with you. And then we just kind of kept doing stuff after that, which was nice. You don't know what's nice. so funny. I was so starstruck back then because I was sitting there going, oh my God, that's Dean, that's Dean, that's Dean, that's Dean. Like I was that person back then. And it's so hilarious to think how we sometimes think people are so out of touch when you're not. You're just like the most easygoing guy you'll ever meet who happens to wear used to wear i don't know if you still do it very loud coral pants as if you were wearing <laughs> coral pants that day i may have yes <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it was um that was probably one of the best experiences of my career life was meeting you guys because you brought so much to me even you over the years just the idea of joy which honestly translates into what we're talking about today is 
Absolutely. I spent so much time on the road focusing on everything else. And I really completely forgot to joy and what makes me happy. And honestly, the last few years I've spent, my social media became less about branding with Franz and more about talking about the things that I love. And I have no regrets about that. If people want to follow it, they can. If they don't, I don't care. I, I'm just, I'm in a different place in my own life now. And I think happiness is so important. And I appreciate you for always spreading that message. Well, and that's, and that's what all of a sudden I started noticing. So, so here's my refrains and, you know, she would be talking about ed tech and other serious issues and that was fine. And, and, and yet I knew you from outside of that. So we, and I mean, we, we had meals together and I knew you were, I thought a pretty joyful person, but then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, like you're starting to tweet about something with these three initials. And I can tell you right now, I had to Google it the first time because I didn't know what you were talking about, but I saw like, what is she so excited about? What is this like? And I'm like, I'm just out of it. And, and okay. So let me just stop right there. Cause we've been, we've, this setup is like really long. So those of you that were waiting for us to talk about BTS, we're talking about it now. So first question, how in the world did you start on this path? What did this happen? How did you get here? Oh, it's so funny. Um, I love award shows for the most part. I was watching the AMAs, American Music Awards, in 2017, and I saw this boy band. And I was like, oh, they look neat. That's cool. Um, and I remember going onto Twitter and seeing this hashtag BTSXAMAs. And I was like, okay. But then it lingered and it stayed and it stayed. And I still, I kind of clicked it, looked around, like, okay. I went on YouTube the next day and um, started watching. I watched the performance again. And then YouTube has a wonderful algorithm. They recommended me another video. So I watched another video and then they recommended another video. So I watched another video and then um, winter break came and I took the, the deep dive. So I started really going into YouTube videos, found their content in other places, found translations, because for those of you that do not know, BTS is a Korean group. They sing majority of their music in Korean. I do not know Korean, but I've since started to venture into learning and learning not just by myself, but with the millions of ARMY or fans online. So it's, that has been kind of an experience in, in and of itself, just because it's, it's so layered into so many different things um but yeah that is i mean that, that i guess that's kind of the gist of how i got there it just kind of happened to come at a time when yeah it's it's been it's been a crazy while i was what's funny is i was first afraid to talk about it on twitter because i was afraid of pe what people would think um i didn't want them to you know typically when especially when women love things they're looked down upon versus, you know, men who buy season tickets to basketball games and travel around the country to watch those games. But with women, it's different. So I was afraid of that. I was afraid of what it would happen to me professionally in terms of my, uh, my account at the time was how I booked most of my speaking gigs or writing engagements or where I really utilized my voice in education. Um, but then one day I think I stopped caring and 
And so I don't even remember when that day was. I just remember something clicked and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to compartmentalize myself. I like this thing. I'm going to talk about it. Well, and, and so, yeah, you had the, you did not have any, when I saw it, I just thought this is so, because I love, I especially love people that are into niche things that like are very specific. And this was very specific. Like it was this, this, uh, you know, what I assumed and still probably in my own mind assume is this obscure band somewhere. It's, you know, oh, they are band, like, oh, they are oh, I know that. I know that. <laughs> I, I, I recognize my own, my own ignorance in this. In fact, it was funny the other day I had mentioned, I had mentioned, I'd said BTS to my daughter, my 20, uh, uh, how old is my daughter now? Let me think, do the quick man, 22, 23, oh, well, 22. Anyways, she said, how do you know about BTS? Like she was like quite shocked that I would know about this. And, and it's not because, you know, as a 50 some year old man, I'm following it. I said, no, because I have a friend that's really into it and she's the one that helps help me inform, be informed about this. So she kind of, I don't know if she thought it was kind of cool or creepy or what she thought, but anyway, so, so tell me, tell me very, what is it about this band that has captured your imagination? There's lots of bands out there, Refrans. Um, there's lots of bands from America. There's lots of boy bands, there's girl bands, but this band is something that has captured your attention differently. What, what is it about them? Help me understand this. So there are a lot of fans and a lot of artists. I love Beyonce, like with all of my heart and soul. If she releases an album, I'm probably going to talk about it. Um, I love Rihanna, but the BTS is a little bit different for me. So first off, you should know they, they're actually the biggest band in the world right now. Um, probably the biggest artist in the world right now. They were absolutely the number one artist for 2020 internationally. Um, every country they talked the chart in all of the major markets so that's one thing but when I came into this picture in 2017 they were still kind of on the rise they were underdogs um, their company started from nothing they they started from nothing and slowly built a fan base you know over time but their music is written and produced by them for I would say about 90 percent of it for the most part of it um, the last single, Dynamite, wasn't written or produced by them, but their music tackles social issues. They talk about things that other groups or artists don't necessarily talk about. Um, I don't know if this is going to cut off or not, but my headset just fell No, it's down. good. It's fine. It's okay. good. Keep going. Um, they, they talk about things that other artists don't necessarily talk about, um, social issues, mental health, um, the, the idea of what it means to really build yourself up love yourself was a campaign that they did um i went to my very first concert ever it was a bts concert i was actually speaking in kansas city missouri the day of the concert and i flew to new york with my daughter for to see them in concert that night and one of the most electric things was being in that stadium i'd never been to a concert before dean i never even thought about it this was i always thought this was something that other people did not me um, but my daughter came into this after I did, and it was just something about singing. They have a song called Idol, um, and one of the, the lyrics are, you can't stop me loving myself. And so just being in that stadium and singing those words with these thousands of people coming from all walks of life, all 
from all cultures, ages, gender, um, whatever. It's, I mean, that's, I don't, I think that was kind of a big turning point moment for me. And from then I was sold. You're all in. I'm all in. And, and so the kind of, I didn't. Wait, let me, let me, I don't, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm good. So I think about too, about like, I didn't, you know, you, that your daughters, is this something that's really been kind of neat to, to have that you and your daughter kind of shared together? Is that also yeah. been kind of the fun of it? So my daughter and your daughter are around the same age. Um, my daughter's 24 too. So when I started first listening to them, my daughter was like, why are you listening to that? You can't even understand what they're saying. Um, and then she sat down to start to like kind of listen with me. And then I you know, didn't think anything about it. About a week later, she's sending me all kinds of text messages asking me more questions. And then she she's all in. So yeah, we've been to two concerts together. We went to New York. We went to Chicago together for Mother's Day weekend two years ago, a year ago. I forgot when we've done concerts in the past. That was history, I think. Long time ago. Yeah, we, we flew to Chicago in a storm to see them. And <laughs> That's a whole nother story in and of itself, but yeah, we, we did. And um, there's just something about knowing their story, but also the community of ARMY online. You know, most people think that the fans of BTS are teenage girls, and there are a great number of teenage girls, but there's also a large percentage of adult women, men. Um, they're, you know, they're, you also hear people say, well, all of their fans are Asian. No, they're not. Their fans are so, diverse it's it's insane so one of my favorite things has been you know for me I've always been an advocate for equity and diversity in education but now I feel like I get to fight for that same equity in music um, because they do sing in Korean and they are a a group of seven Asian men the the um, barriers that they face even in the western English-centric music industry is a pretty stiff barrier. So the fans and myself included now work really hard to help them overcome those barriers by streaming their music, buying their music, sharing translations, engaging in content, um, and doing it not just because we're supporting them, but because we love what they create. I, I mean, the one thing, cause I didn't, you know, I, this is all wonderful and, and back new to me as I'm learning, but that idea that they represent uh, a sort of this this global inclusive experience, I think, is really fascinating. The first podcast I did um, that I shared was with Andy Arnold, who's into roller derby. And one of the things that she talked about why she <laughs> loves roller derby is because it's meant for all women of all shapes and sizes. And she talks about the the team that she's a part of, and it's just so diverse. Like there's it, again physically, you've got you know women that are that are large women because you need that, and you have really small women as well. And everybody's needed, and everybody's a part of that. And even she said the personalities they all come from like they're very different, but yet there's this cohesive team thing that brings everybody together. And I just thought that's kind of cool. And you're kind of talking about a similar situation where you think about it as, oh, this is meant for this group, and that's not the reality of it. And the fact that they're Korean, and as you said, the number one group in the world, I think as as us as Americans, North Americans, you know, it's just it's the same way we think about soccer. We think about soccer as like it that is the, the, the really the global sport, right? When as a comparison, 
And yet we sort of see it as, well, that's, it's not. Like, this is actually something that most of the world is really engaged in. And so as a musical group, it's kind of interesting to see that same thing. And, and I think it's, to understand it in the way that you have is, is pretty, pretty special. I, I, you, you said you mentioned you went to two concerts, which I would maybe presume is kind of the highlight or pinnacle of that experience. But I wonder if, I, I'm wondering if on Twitter, because of your prolific tweeting in and around BTS, if you've had some, any kind of interesting interactions or, or highlights from that experience that, that, that sort of comes to mind in, in that sharing of your, of your passion for BTS? Um, I mean, honestly, with Twitter, um, the experience for me has been learning how to humble myself. Um, and then also learning just sort of how I've used my voice in the past. I mean, on my education side, if you remember, I, I'll admit I had a pretty strong education voice. If I, if I didn't like something, I immediately yelled and screamed about it. Um, had gotten into spats with several people who we have mutually blocked each other from those spats. But the one thing that I've learned being on this side with um, what's called Stan Twitter is um, sometimes it's not always best to just jump right in and, and engage in an argument. There are people on the other side of those, of those accounts. And you know sometimes the best choice is to um, take yourself away from that situation instead of continuing on an argument that in this side of it happens to be global. So um, I think that I'm learning how to be a better social media person um, with on being a BTS fan and participating on that account versus how I was as LaFrance on education Twitter. There are certain things that I absolutely would do again, like fighting against the company that had the you know, slavery game or whatever the case may be. But there are several things that if I had to do all over again, I wouldn't do it. Um, and I think that part has been the, the best learning experience for me in terms of just how social media works and how we how we leverage this tool to talk about things that we love or talk about things that we care about or don't care about. So do you have a lot of do you have a lot of people now who are engaging with you in and around the BTS um, uh, theme that you've sort of built, uh, found, found others that are, that have, that are sharing this passion with you? Yeah. So, um, Twitter, Twitter is like, I call it home central for the BTS army. It is, I mean, if you, on any given day, a member of BTS is trending for something. It could be something as random as a hair, hair color change. Um, but there are millions of people around the world who are talking about them 24 seven. It never stops. It's all day. It, I mean, and that's that's another thing is you can post a tweet at five o'clock p.m., but then someone is engaging with it 24 hours later because of time zone changes. Um, so yeah, it's so if you you see me tweeting about now they have a new single coming out on the 21st. It's in English, um, so you'll see me tweeting about tweeting about that, tweeting about numbers, tweeting about streaming. I actually make Spotify playlists now. I had never done that before. Um, but I make them now and share them. And that's that's been just kind of a, another fun thing to do is just engaging with the community in that way. Well, um, I know I need to take a deeper dive into this <laughs> and partly because like, and, and to me it is about seeing your, 
you're in, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's infectious. It's, it's, it's contagious. The fact that you have this joy about uh, something that in my mind is obscure, but I realize that's just my own ignorance and, and, <laughs> and lack of understanding, knowing that, no, I actually, this is kind of a big deal. And you probably should have some context of, of what's happening here because it's impacting a lot of people. And the fact that they have, you know, this, this positive message and, 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 and just the fact that it brings you so much joy uh, makes yeah. me so I love that. I love that. So there's, there's there a book that people wanted to take a deep dive. There are plenty of books that are out yeah. there. Um, there is, I'm trying to find the name of it. It's, it's on my, uh, I thought I had it right in front of me and I don't, I should have been more prepared, but there are, um, I'll, I'll tweet about it. I'll tweet it out um, or, or whatever the case may be. But there are. If you send it to me, books. I'll put it in. I'll put it in the I'll put it in the show notey thing. So just send the send the links to me and I'll just include that. I will. I'll send you the links and a few articles. Um, it, it, to, to me, if it's really helpful for people who are like, who is BTS and why is this 40 something year old woman talking about this? But there's a book by a Korean writer who's, um, who. Um, has written a book that's been translated into English, but it goes into all of their discography from the beginning to now. Um, and he, he just kind of breaks down each song and what it means so that pe anyone can kind of pick it up and see that there's deeper meaning here. It's not just singing about my girlfriend on the corner. They actually don't typically sing about things like that. They sing about, uh, they, they sing fun stuff. Dynamite is a fun song, but their songs are really deep for the most part. And so this book really goes into that and I'll share the link to you um, so that you can you can post it. Well, thank you. Um, so as we kind of wrap up, is there any question or something that I didn't ask you about this that you wanted to, that I should have asked you or something that you wanted to share that, I, that you haven't had a chance to? Um, I think that probably something that I think I would really like to share is just, I used to be a person who only engaged with English content. I had a friend that used to send me, you know, suggestions of things to watch on Netflix, and it was something that required subtitles. And I was that person that was like, I'm not watching that. I don't want to read screen. I just want to listen. And so I wouldn't even engage. And the one that I think probably the area I've grown the most in terms of PTS content is now I do engage with a lot more content that isn't in English and I enjoy it. You know, yes, I am studying Korean and trying to learn. Um, I've picked up a lot of different phrases because I watch a lot of Korean television now, um, not just BTS, but variety shows, dramas, uh, movies, all kinds of things. But I also watch content in other languages now that I didn't used to do. So like my Netflix recommendation list is like a United Nations tour at this point, but that was, that was, it's just a crazy to me that before I was so naive to not engage that way. So I think the biggest takeaway I would give to anyone is to not think that something is not worth your time because it's not in the language that you speak, that life happens around the world in all sorts of languages and that life is often communicated through art. And if you're not engaging with the art that is communicated in those languages, you're missing out on a great deal of this world. So um, I, I hope that more people take the time to do that. Well, and that's that's such a lovely way to end because it it I usually ask people about how this you've 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 stated a number of things that are so relevant to us as educators in terms of 
in terms of what we expose ourselves to and and how that sort of leads us to to continued growth and understanding so i i think that 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 those lessons are so clear and evident and, and i love how you shared that one so i just uh, thank you so much for for doing this and 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 now i have uh, another gateway to learn more and to to sort of improve myself and it's because of you so thank you refrans thank you for having me it's been fun all right. Well, one of these days, it's we're gonna have a meal together. We're gonna share, and you're gonna, you're gonna, we're gonna do more stuff together. I look forward to it. One of these days. One of these days, my friend. Take good care. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye.